Alexa, play Imagine Dragons. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody out there, my name is Dr. Ray Tomos, I'm a chiropractor here in Miami, Florida, and an official sponsor of the ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball League. Welcome to the Hot Corner here Thursday nights at 7 on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be covering everything about general health, chiropractic, slow pitch softball, other sports as well, whatever you, the listener, wants to listen to. This show is based primarily for you guys to keep you entertained and to keep you informed. Call in or tweet us to get on the air. We'll be giving out the number and all our information throughout the show. Hope you guys enjoy and get ready for the Hot Corner. And welcome back, everybody. It's Dr. Ray here with you, 7 o'clock on Thursday nights on the Hot Corner. As always on Thursdays, uh, good news tonight. We're not broadcasting live from the field. Um, I know the last few shows have been a little hectic, being the fact that I've actually had a softball game while the show was being played. Um, it's nice not to have a GoPro on my head and uh, and have a Bluetooth headset in while I'm playing a game um, and trying to do the radio show at the same time. So finally we get to concentrate a little bit more um, and recap a little bit about the NFL draft. Um, I know last week I was a little bit distracted trying to focus on uh, working the camera on my head and and make sure that we're staying on track with the show and and then also play shortstop. Um, although I was lucky enough to be able to get a nice uh, meatball and uh, hit one over the fence last week, so that was a lot of fun um, to do on the air. That may be the first home run ever on air. Um, we, we're we're gonna have to look into that. We're gonna have to get our crack staff to check that out um, and let us know how we're doing. So uh, tonight uh, we're gonna go ahead. We have we got a great show packed uh, packed tonight. Uh, ready to talk about the NFL draft and recap that. Um, our top three segment of the night is going to be about the top three winners and losers in the draft. So um, not top three winners and then top three losers, but just top three, whoever you thought did the best or whoever you thought did the most or did the worst, excuse me. Um, if you if you have any input in there, you can hit us on Twitter. You can reach us on Facebook. Uh, on Twitter, you can either tweet using hashtag the hot corner and we'll be able to check that out or you can reach me personally at dr ray t that's at d-r-r-a-y-t in addition you can reach um our our co-host manny ferrero at ispso and you can tell us about who you thought did great in the draft and uh maybe who didn't do so great in the draft uh you also have the option of going to facebook.com slash 353 heal um, and you can go and you can actually look under Dr. Raymond Tomos Family Chiropractic Center, uh, which is the name of my office. And uh, we've got we've got some people that hit us up on there. So um, who did you think was who did great in the draft? Who didn't do great in the draft? We're going to get into all that. Uh, we may talk a little bit about the Michael Sam incident. Um, so if you have any input on that, you're, you're more than you're more than welcome to join the show tonight. We're looking for the interaction out there from you guys, the listeners. Um, And then we're also going to get into our health topic of the night is going to be about hormonal imbalances. And I know a lot of you guys out there are thinking like, oh, well, you know, hormones are really only something that women have to deal with. Um, But in in reality, men actually go through a lot of hormonal changes throughout their lives as well, too. So we're going to talk a little bit about hormones, about how they can affect you, how they can affect your your girl um, or any women in your life. Um, and also what you can do about that when you start to see the signs for it. So we're going to go about, we're going to talk about all those different things tonight here on the Hot Corner. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and introduce my co-host, and I like to call him the international man of mystery, uh, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III, the uh, director, the the CEO of ISPS, um, International Slow Pitch Softball, and the man who makes this all happen. Manny, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Are you there? I'm doing great, Dr. Ray. It's good to uh, hear you back in the studio, man, and not have uh, all of the crazy people uh, screaming screaming in the background. Yeah, it's kind of nice to have kind of a nice, quiet show and, uh, you know, like I said, not not have a camera on my head and a Bluetooth headpiece in and all kind of stuff. So um, it's nice to be able to, you know, 
sit down and go through the show tonight. That was kind of uh, very uh, cutting edge on your part, man. I, I really, I really uh, commend you on that, man. It was really, really cool. I saw some of the videos, um, you know, and broadcasting the show live from the from the field. You know, it's it was it was awesome. I I, I thought it was pretty cool on, on your part, man. So congratulations on that. Got you. Well, I tell you what, um, it was definitely not a great game by my team. Um, <laughs> we we kind of got spanked, um, but it was fun to do it anyway. You know, um, I, I don't think, you know, I asked the team afterward, I said, you know, was it a distraction for me to be out there with, you know, the the camera on? And, you know, it seemed like I was talking to myself because I had the Bluetooth on. So I'm just out there in the field talking and doing the show. And, uh, you know, it was cool. Um, because it's a league that I've played in for a while, the other team knew what was going on also and everything. So, you know, I had some heckling, which is natural, but, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad I had the opportunity to be able to do it. Um, definitely looking forward to doing it again at some point and, and perfecting it. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun to, uh, you know, just be out there and have the camera on and have the Bluetooth on and be doing the show and everything all at one time. And multitasking is definitely something that I enjoy. So, um, it was a lot of fun, and, and hopefully it was it was cool for the listeners as well too. You know that's what we're doing this show for, for all you guys out there that are that are listening and may listen to it on archive or whatever the case is. Um, you know if you enjoyed it, if you want to see more video, you know whatever the case is, let me know. Um, again, like I said on Twitter, you can shoot me an email. You can go to my website 353heal.com. Um, I've got to do a little bit uh, better of a job of getting all the shows up there. I haven't posted a show for the past few, but I'm going to work on that. Uh, more than likely at some point um, next week because tomorrow is actually my birthday and I'm going to do a little celebrating when I get out of here tonight as well too. Um, so, you know, I'm going to take advantage of, of the big 3-0 that I'm going to be turning. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm, unfortunately I'm not going to be able to get the show on here. Um, but if you guys want to go ahead and listen to it, you can still go to blogtalkradio.com slash ISPSO and check out all the shows, not only mine, also Manny's show, and then the West Coast show with Corey Ryder as well too. Uh, Manny, you want to tell you want to tell our audience a little bit about those shows as well too. Well, yeah. Well, first I want to wish you a happy birthday, Dr. Ray. Uh, happy birthday to you, brother! Congratulations on that. Um, and also that not just not just on Blog Talk Radio, all of our shows are also on our mobile app, which is free on the uh, Google Play Store and also. On iTunes, it's available for free on iTunes, um, all of our shows, not just yours, but uh, mine as well on Tuesday nights. That's the East Coast show, and then we have uh, the Toe-to-Toe Softball West Coast show with, with uh, Corey Ryder. Um, that one is at it's at 8 o'clock on the West Coast, but over here it's 11 o'clock at night. So, you know, there's a time difference on that, but... Um, you know, each each show is a little different. Each show um, has a different feel, but um, they're all really cool. So check them out, and they're all free to listen to on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio and and our free mobile app on on Google Play Store. Excellent, excellent. Um, so definitely, guys, listen up with, for those shows as well too. Um, and you can definitely find out about all the uh, inner workings and all the stuff that's going on with ISPS. Um, international slow pitch softball <clears throat> and again if you guys are interested in, in the show that we do tonight it's every thursday 7 p.m um, again here on the hot corner this is this show is made for the listeners so whatever you guys want to talk about whatever you guys want to hear about that's what we're here for um, and again tonight we're going to be going over the nfl draft and recapping that a little bit and then as well we're going to get into hormonal imbalances and so on for uh, our health topic for the evening um, so that being said um, what I want to do, Manny, is start out with uh, some of the picks that you thought that were good in the draft and then, uh, you know, a little bit about some of the players you think might be able to have an immediate impact if you got anybody off the top of your head. Um, and I want to go into a little bit about that as well, too. You know, um, the first day, you know, the first round, there was obviously a, a couple picks that were kind of stunning. And, you know, and then the, the second day, there was a couple people that fell a little farther than they should have and so on. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see uh, what, what some of the opinions are. We'll get some of the opinions from Facebook and from Twitter, and we'll see what happens there. 
And uh, Manny, why don't we go ahead and start off? What did you think, um, you know, overall about the draft? Well, it was uh, very dramatic. Um, you know, the look on uh, Johnny Football's face as the uh, as the picks went going on and on past past the top ten, past the top fifteen, past the top twenty, <laughs> and uh, it was kind of. Uh, I don't know. I guess it was kind of funny to watch him uh, watch his face progress through through those picks. And by the end of the tw- around the twentieth pick, he was hiding his face inside of his hands, and it, he was kind of embarrassed because he was he, he was all showboating at the beginning and you know throwing out the money sign. You know he where he rubs his fingers. You know representing money, and then. Um, you know, he went uh, number 22, but, but no, um, I think, I think Blake Bortles is actually a very good pick from the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, man, and I think um, he might, he might be one that uh, we might see some immediate action from it, and some may pay off some immediate dividends for the, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. Well, what do you think about, you know, the, the Jacksonville – well, you know, I think the plan right now in Jacksonville that, that I've been hearing is that they want to actually give this year to Chad Henney, um, you know, have Blake Bortles carry the clipboard for a little bit, uh, have him learn a little bit about the league, you know, and, and what they're saying is they want to groom him. They want to have, you know, a lot of the rookie receivers and so on and so forth stay after practice and do even more and work on, uh, you know, a seven-on-seven after practice and – so, you know, some of the commentary that I've been hearing is, all right, you know, you, you spent the number three pick on a guy um, and he's not going to help you out at all. You know, so they're they're clearly, I think, building for the future here. But the problem with that is, is that I don't think that they're anywhere close right now to competing. Um, so it does make a little bit of sense to not put your prized possession out there. But at the same time, you know, if, if I'm playing on the Jacksonville Jaguars, Am I going to want to build for next year? You know, I want somebody that's going to help the team out, that's going to give us a chance to win right now. You know, they just lost MJD. They brought in Toby Gerhardt. You know, they obviously aren't aren't thinking that Chad Henney is the answer there. They wouldn't have drafted Blake Bortles. You know, but I think that it's something that when you when you have that top three pick, you want somebody that's going to make an immediate impact. You know, Jadavian Clowney is going to make an immediate impact. You know, you're going to have him and J.J. Watt on the line now. Man, that's that's going to make a huge difference for that defense. You know, you're not going to be able to run an option one way or, or it's going to be tough to run outside of the tackles on those guys, you know, and uh, well, I think that's, that's an immediate impact. I think, um, I think it won't be long before we see Blake Bortles out there because, you know, we, we got to experience Chad Henney up close and personal down here with the, with the Dolphins and, um, I don't think it'll take that long to to bring Blake Bortles in. Yeah, you know what? That's probably an astute evaluation there. I think that they're saying that they want to. I think what they're trying to do is kind of bring down the media pressure on him, which is probably a good a good idea. You know, Jacksonville was very stealth in. Uh, you know, there was no nobody had an idea that they were going to take Blake Bortles number three. You know, I thought that they were going to go Johnny yeah. Mansell. You know, so um, hey. definitely it was a big surprise, and they did a great job keeping it on the hush. And, um, you know, they're probably doing the same exact thing right now, as a matter of fact, by, you know, trying to protect them a little bit and, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. So, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. I think that you're right, you know, whether he gets hurt or whether he really struggles, you know, we'll probably see Blake Bortles in there before the year's over. I think you may be right about that one, Manny. For sure, man. And and Jacksonville Jaguars is one of my top three winners in, in this year's draft, just so just so we uh, get there right now. Excellent. Well, yeah, I agree with you. Um, it looks like we have a caller. Um, it looks like we have a caller calling in right now. So uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to try to go over and see if our caller has any input. Um, caller, are you there? And if you are, go ahead and state your name and where you're calling from. Hi, my name is Shelly. I'm from New Jersey. Hey, Shelly, how you doing, my man? It's been a while since we've heard um, from you. Yeah, I've been doing good. Glad to hear, my man. So, what did you think about the uh, the draft? Is that what you were calling about? Yeah, for the 
uh, top three winners. My pick, uh, my picks are, you know, I'm a Raiders fan, so I'm going to go with them for number one. Because our first pick, you know, Mac, that's a big defensive player right there. And then the other two, I mean, the other two winners in the draft is it's really hard. It's really hard to pick from, really. I, you know I mean, what? It, it, it's definitely difficult. I'm with you on there. Um, you know, but it, it's there's so many teams that had needs that kind of this. This was one of the drafts that that I saw that there was a lot of need that was that was filled. You know, you know when you look at the talent that was kind of passed up based on need, that's something that tells me, you know, that teams are thinking out there, all right, we're not looking for the best player, but we're kind of looking for what do we need the most at this point? Because, you know, I mean, based on some of the picks that we saw, there's a lot of people that fell, you know, including Johnny Manziel. So, you know, again, it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be winners, um, but was there any draft picks that you thought that weren't, that weren't good? Like maybe, like maybe uh, Jerry Jones passing on Johnny Manziel. That's one of, that's Um, one of the, you know, that's, what that's a good one that? right there. Shelly, who, who are your top three losers? Uh, my top three losers, I will go with the Jets, the Giants, and I will say the Cowboys. But I had other ones, but I can't remember who else. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thanks, man, for the input, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, we know you're we know you're a loyal listener, and you're always out there on Thursday nights. Did you catch the show last week with uh, with me out on the field? No, actually, I missed that because I actually I was out on the field too. <laughs> awesome, man! Well, glad to hear it. Uh, well, if you get a chance, go ahead and check that one out on uh, on archive and let me know what you think about it. Um, you know, next time that you call in, because I know you always like to call in when, whenever we have a good top three segment. Ah, uh, no problem. All right, my man. Well, definitely appreciate the time and thanks for calling in and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, thank you. You got it, my All man. All right, Charlie. All right, so uh, great to have a caller here on the show. Shelly, uh, he's been listening for a while. Um, you know, I agree with him. I think that there was a couple teams, and, and it was really hard to tell with this draft who was the winners and losers. And, you know, that's why we have to play, play out the season anyway and see who is going to be making that immediate impact and what's going to be going on there. So um, good input there. And, um, you know, I'll go ahead and say it. You know, my, my, one of my top three biggest losers was Jerry Jones passing up on Johnny Manziel. I mean, Tony Romo's not getting any younger. Tony Romo, I don't think, has won a playoff game yet. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, are always in these shootouts, and they got all these different things going on. So, you know, and not only that, the marketability. You know, as long as they can keep, and they definitely have the money as America's team to be able to keep somebody around, Johnny Manziel and so on and so forth. So, you know, what, what are we really looking at here? I mean, my opinion, you give Johnny Manziel, uh, you know, the clipboard for a year. Who knows, Tony Romo will probably end up getting hurt at some point or another anyway. You know, so uh, I think that Jerry Jones missing out on Johnny Manziel to me is just, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't, it's just the marketability and Texas A&M to Dallas. I mean, I just thought that he passed up not only on a good opportunity, but probably some money. But, you know, maybe he saw something or maybe he heard something. Maybe his scouts told him something. Just like how you saw Manny, you know, maybe he thought, you know, I don't want to draft a guy just to put some, some tickets to just to boost ticket sales, and then, you know, the team still doesn't play well. Um, you know, that could have been what he was thinking. But what do you think about that whole situation? Now, let me tell you, I agree with you. Jerry Jones uh, really, really missed out on that. Because um, let me tell you, the, the Cowboys with Tony Romo, they haven't really passed that hump. Um, so... It would have been a perfect fit, bro. It would have been, you know, the Texas Texas boy, Johnny Football from Texas A&M coming in to the, the big star in, in, in the Big D in Dallas. You know how many people fit in that stadium? Over 100,000 people. Imagine if maybe, I don't know, maybe 10% of that buy Johnny Manziel jersey. Or, you know, it, it, it was it was a, a for sure, for sure great pick at number 19. And um, he messed up. He's, he's one of my losers. I, I really wasn't focusing on losers. 
But uh, if I if I had to pick one of the losers, I really think Jerry Jones and the and the Dallas Cowboys missed out a great opportunity at number nineteen to pick up Johnny Manziel. Not not only because of Johnny Manziel, but about the whole marketing aspect, the 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 jerseys he would have sold, the the season tickets he would have sold, everything, everything, um, and. One of my winners is actually the Cleveland Browns, bro. And actually, not just the Cleveland Browns, but the city of Cleveland, bro. Unfortunately, you know, good thing for us down here in Miami, but LeBron James coming down here to South Beach. But the the city of Cleveland really was heartbroken after that happened, and they really needed some type of lift-me-up. So I really think with uh, the Johnny Manziel pickup, and number 22 is a perfect fit. It's a perfect pick right there, number 22, Johnny Football, for the Cleveland Browns, which, you know, they haven't had the best of uh, history lately. Um, so I really think they're one of my uh, top three winners, the city of uh, Cleveland. Excellent. Yeah, you know, uh, when, we, when we break down a little bit about about the Cowboys, <clears throat> you know, did they did they really address any of the needs that they had? You know, they went first round and they and they kind of firmed up their O line. They took Zach Martin, and by the way, they were they were pick sixteen. The Dolphins actually had pick number nineteen. Um, but you know, Zach Martin from Notre Dame, a good guy. They're probably gonna they're probably gonna you know put him in over there at at guard, and uh, he should solidify that line a little bit and help them run between the tackles and take some of that pressure off of uh, off of um, Tony Romo there, but. You know who is it over there that's running the ball now for those guys? You know nowadays, are are they interested in the run game? You know, is still in yeah. in Dallas? Is 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 you know um, is Demarco Murray going to be able to stay healthy enough? You know, now that they have a little bit better of an O line and, and correct, kind of create a little bit more balance. You know, I think the big thing with the Cowboys is that they needed some help on defense, and uh, you know they actually got a, a good pick in in the second round with the defensive end from Boise State. Um, because they really need to put some pressure on the passers. And, you know, the Cowboys are in a shootout every game, and that takes you out of your running game. So it doesn't matter how good of a guard you have um, if, if, you're, if you're behind every single game. So I think that they did a good job going uh, with defense in the second and the third round, um, you know, in the, in the, or excuse me, the fourth round, actually. They, they did not have a third-round pick. Um, so, you know, I think the Cowboys overall, their draft to me, I, th- I don't think was, was – as good as it could have been for them. Uh, but, you know, I think that, like you said, the Browns were really – the Browns, they needed somebody. They needed something. And I think Johnny Manziel does create a little bit of hype, and I think he ended up in a good spot. The only problem that I see there is who's going to catch the ball. Uh, Josh Gordon may actually be out for the whole entire year. And if that's the case, they've got Greg Little and Andrew Hawkins, who is 5'9". Um, you know, they definitely have Jordan Cameron, who's a, who's a weapon – but he was also hurt for a few for a few games last year, so his durability is also in question. And especially if you know they don't have anybody on the outside, that guy's going to be double covered. They're probably going to they're probably going to put some zones around him and, and try to take Jordan Cameron away as a downfield threat. <clears throat> you know, so what are the Browns really going to be able to do right now? I think that they they really needed some receiver help as well too, um, and I don't think that they did a, a great job actually addressing that in the draft. So although they did they did get the need over at quarterback, you know they didn't take they didn't even take a wide receiver in the draft. So they're going to have to make a move in free agency here, um, or they're going to have to sign an undrafted uh, somebody that went undrafted or something uh, to make a move there. Because unfortunately, you can have a great quarterback, but you know they're not going to run the wildcat with Johnny Manziel and get him hit all day. Uh, and and if Gordon is out for the year. That's the league. That's the league leader in yards from last year. So that's a huge hit to the offense. And unfortunately, I don't think that Manziel and Jordan Cameron and Greg Little and Andrew Hawkins is that strong of an offense. So you know, we'll see what happens with the Cleveland Browns. So to me, they're they're not a top three winner. They're not a top three loser. They're somewhere in the middle for me. Um, I think they should have addressed that need for a wide receiver somewhere throughout the draft. <clears throat> there was a lot of talent kind of going late. Um, Couple good picks in the second round, you know that they that they could have gone for, um, but they definitely needed help at corner and they definitely needed some O line help. I just don't think that you know in the, in the second round that they should have they should have gone with a wide receiver instead of instead of an O lineman there. 
Um, so we'll see what happens with the Browns. At least we know that they're going to sell some jerseys. Um, but I don't think that they did a great job. They actually may be one of my losers because of the fact that they got a quarterback and an O-line, but now they don't have anybody to throw to. So they may be in some trouble. Oh, we'll see, man. I, I'm, you know, my my winner was the city, man. That city really needed some type of pick me up. So that's why I think Cleveland, the actual city, is going to benefit from this uh, from this Johnny Manziel pick. At least in you know in the near future, you know, at least at least until uh, he becomes a future tin man, like I always thought. <laughs> Yeah, that's the truth. You you know, you called it there. So we'll see. Now, uh I'll tell you what. I think one of my favorite one of my favorite teams um in this draft uh was probably the uh the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Atlanta Falcons had a great uh, a great draft. They addressed a lot of the needs that they had there. Um you know, they got they got a great tackle um in Jake Matthews from Texas A&M in the first round, <clears throat> which was excellent for them. And then they got one of my boys uh, they got Devontae Freeman from Florida State in round four. Um, you know, definitely an undersized player, but that guy, man, I watched every Florida State game, and that guy just carried guys, and he's got a he's got a burst and a quickness, and if he gets to that sideline, he's gone, man. So, you know, hopefully that speed will translate to there, um, into the into the next level there, and uh, it'll be another Florida State running back that plays well for the Falcons, like uh, like my man Warwick Dunn did back in the day who was also undersized. So we'll see if he can live up to the hype there. Um, but I think that the Falcons did a good job um, shoring up their defense. You know, almost all of their picks were defense except for um, except for the, the first round and the fourth round pick. So I think they did a good job there, and we'll see if they can help develop those players and turn them into, into a winner there. So I think Atlanta's in my, in my, top, three, uh, in my top three winners uh, for this year's draft. Uh, so, Manny, what my- do you think? What do you think about the Dolphins draft overall? Well, dude, I you know who was it that they picked? This Jawan um, in the first uh, in the first round. So they took the offensive tackle, the offensive tackle from Tennessee. Um, You know he's an SEC guard, so he's faced some good pass rushers. Uh, My only question is. Was anybody else going to draft him anytime soon after that? Probably not. No. So you know that's my only that's my only concern there, and and definitely we needed we needed wide receiver help, and we went wide receiver in the second round. Um, you know Jarvis Landry, I think is going to be is going to be a good guy. Uh, is he a playmaker? Is he somebody that's going to like I said pay immediate dividends? You know we'll see. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like there may have been a little bit more talent there available. Uh, so we'll see what happens, you know, but I think that the best trip, uh, the, the best, uh, draft pick that the Dolphins had was actually round five, uh, with the, the outside linebacker, uh, Jordan Tripp from Montana, you know, big guy. Um, we need somebody to, that, that's going to play linebacker. You know, Philip Wheeler last year was like a revolving door, any running back or anybody that that was there, just go ahead, run right by all the, we probably gave up the most points to tight ends. You know, throughout the whole, I think from from the, all the NFL, uh, at least it seemed like that. Anyway, I don't have the stats on that, but you know, I just felt like every tight end would just dominate against us, and and so I think a good outside linebacker, maybe somebody that can kind of keep up there and drop back into coverage and and give us some good run support. Um, you know, would, would make him. You know, the guy's an athlete. You know, from a small school in Montana, so hopefully he can make kind of the uh, the the change there. You know, but what I did notice from the Dolphins is that. They took a lot of guys from small schools. I mean, let's look at some of the schools that they drafted. They drafted from Marist, who's the first guy who's ever been drafted from Marist, ever. So, you know, what does that tell you? Then we got Coastal Carolina, Montana, Liberty, North Dakota State. I mean, you know, we really sent some scouts out there, and, <laughs> you know, we, we looked for some guys deep, deep, deep. I feel like our whole draft was like a sleeper draft. You know, so we'll see what happens with the Dolphins. Hopefully they got the right personnel out there looking at the right people and, you know, they address some of their needs. But, you know, we'll, we'll so see me, how it's turning out there. I think um, our new GM, Hickey, um, that's his name, right, Hickey? Yeah. I think uh, he basically just looked at our roster, see where, saw where we were weak, where we were lacking strength, 
and just started plugging people in, whatever was uh, was available. And I think, obviously, offensive line was our major, one of our major, um, how could I say, our, our, our major problems from, from the past few years. And um, that's why, I guess, he went the way he went. But um, I think he was being very conservative. It was, I think, yeah, it's his first year doing the draft with the Dolphins. And, um, you know, I think he just wanted to take it easy, not not go crazy. And um, I still think he, he, you know, we should have gone with that sexy pick and, and go with uh, Johnny Football and, and maybe play with it later or see where see what um, – uh, what's what's our quarterback's name again? Um, <laughs> excuse me, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, that's right. I forgot it was at the tip of my tongue, but um, maybe you know you, you we've given Ryan Tannehill a few years already, and you never know. You we we would have gone with that sexy pick with uh, Johnny Football, but then again, Johnny Football and South Beach that might not be such a good mix, man. Yeah, you might be right about that. I think going to Cleveland might be one of the best things for him. Um, what scares me about it a little bit, though, is that it's been kind of documented on Instagram and on a few different places that uh, Johnny Football and, and LeBron James are actually pretty good friends. So, you know, hopefully he doesn't coax LeBron James to go back to Cleveland. And uh, hopefully the Heat win it all here down here and uh, and they take it and, and LeBron keeps his talent down here at South Beach. And uh, maybe he lets Johnny Menzel rent out his house in Cleveland or something like that. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. And, you know, I definitely wanted to talk also about my team a little bit. I'm actually a big Washington Redskins fan. And, uh, you know, I think they had a pretty good draft. I think my favorite pick that they had was in the sixth round with uh, Lachey Seastrunk, the running back uh, from Baylor. Man, I remember watching that guy play, and he was just a powerful guy. Never one guy brought him down on his own. He had a really nice burst, and he was, you know, I think he's going to fit in perfect with that run game and, and a nice little addition to Alfred Morris and a change of pace back. Um, you know, I know Roy Hallou was has been there for the past couple of years, but I think this guy uh, might even be able to make a little bit of an immediate impact because um, he was definitely a, a, a big-time player. Um, and, and really Baylor was, was a great team with him. Um, so we'll see what happens with the, with the, um, with the addition of Lachey Seastrunk there for the, for the Redskins. And, uh, another, hey, another, Dr. yeah, go ahead. Have, uh, now that you mentioned your, your Redskin fans, have they found RG3's, uh, lower extremities from, from last season? Have they found them yet? Yeah, I think that they, uh. <laughs> I think that he's he should be a little bit better this year. Obviously, last year, you know, everybody could kind of tell he was still injured and still playing out there. Um, you know, obviously, the year before that that knee injury, you know, you could tell that he shouldn't have been out there. Um, you know, you got to give the guy credit. You know, he's playing with a lot of heart. I just hope he didn't damage himself to the point where he's not going to be able to be the player that he once was. Because, uh, you know, not only did the, did the Redskins spend a lot on getting him, uh, but he was just a joy to watch, man. It was just awesome watching him throw that deep ball and watching him run down the sidelines. And, uh, you know, so I, I hope that RG3 does find his lower extremities. And, um, you know, I think that the great thing about it, I was just going to say, um, when when the Redskins spent their first-round pick, um, uh, excuse me, their second-round pick on Trent Murphy, the defensive end from Stanford, everybody was kind of surprised. Um you know, I don't know. I don't really know why with with the players that they have right now that they took him. He's a good value. Kind of reminds me of Ryan Kerrigan a little bit. Um, but I'm the person that I wanted them to take was Morgan Moses, and they actually got him in the third round. So that was excellent. You know, by them and letting that guy fall down a little bit and be able to get another player that would probably have been drafted by somebody else as a defensive end and and a nice run run stopper there. So you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, but overall, now, let me the ask you, did a pretty good job. Let me ask you, Dr. Ray, RG3 and Johnny Football are kind of comparable, right? They have kind of similar game, game style? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I would say actually maybe that RG3 is a little bit more of a – maybe a little bit and, – and even though he did run a lot, I'd say that he, he may run a little bit less than Johnny Manziel. So – I know what you're getting at here with the Tin Man, um, and I definitely agree with you. 
so, you know, like I said, that guy's we'll see what happens. The the second part of my question, do you think it, when you look at them, who who do you think would have lasted longer in the NFL, RG3 or Johnny Football? Well, I, you know, RG3, I think for sure. Um, it was kind of a freak injury, you know. It wasn't that it wasn't so much that you know he got he got hit so hard or anything like that. You know, it, it's his knee just his leg just kept going with with the the force on that spin, and it was just kind of one of those freak injuries, and you just knew it happened right then. And, uh, you know, and then he just kept wearing down on it and wearing down on it. And I think that's where the problem was, you know. So I think that, you know, they should have taken him out. They should have left him out of there. They shouldn't have put him in there, you know, once that initial injury happened. And I think that that was just a bad job of coaching and, and honestly by the medical staff over there. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think that Johnny Manziel <clears throat> is going to be injury-free um, but who knows? I mean, he, he, he ran a lot in college. There's a lot of guys in the, he played in the SEC. So it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a, a walk in the park by any means. So we'll see what happens there. But definitely, I think that, you know, when you look at the two and you compare them, you'd probably say, hey, you know, RG3 is a little bit bigger of a guy, so on and so forth. But sometimes being bigger and longer exposes you a little bit more. So, you know, being short and compact, like how, how Johnny football is might, might help him out a little bit more as far as avoiding injuries to any extremities or anything like that. So, you know, we'll see how it happens, and, and we'll see what plays out. But we know that we got your 10 minutes. You know what we might as well do, Manny? Why don't we put an over and under on it? How many games do you think it's going to take for Johnny Manziel to get hurt? Oh, shoot. Well, from the from the first time he plays or from the beginning of the season? Because I don't think he's going to start from the beginning of the season. All right, so let's say how many starts will will it take for Johnny Manziel to get injured? Maybe one. <laughs> you said, all right, so the over and under is set at one. So if anybody out there thinks that it's going to take more than one game for Johnny Manziel to get hurt, go ahead and let us know that you're picking the over. So if you want, go ahead and tweet us at Dr. Ray T or at ISPSO and let us know over or under and let us know what you think about Johnny Manziel getting hurt uh, in his first start, because that's what that's what Manuel T. Ferrero III, the international man of mystery, is calling right here tonight. He's saying that in his uh, first start, Johnny Manziel will go down. So if you agree, go ahead and let us know and, and pick the under. And if you think that he's going to last past the start, then go ahead and let's pick the over. So go ahead and tweet us. Hit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ISPSO or facebook.com slash 353heel on Twitter at Dr. Ray T or at ISPSO, or you can just use hashtag the corner and tell us Manziel's going down or Manziel is going to, is going to have a, uh, a long successful career with Cleveland. So uh, let's go ahead and move on from there. Um, and let's see, Manny, do you have anybody uh, on Twitter that has, or on Facebook at all that has told us their top threes winners and losers of the draft? Yes. Um, but actually, I wanted to tell you my last top three, man. Is it all right if I tell you mine before I go to these losers and winners here? 100%. Well, I I actually am going to go with the Rams, bro. Um, From a marketing standpoint, picking up Michael Sam. Michael Sam is is already number two in, in jersey sales uh, after Johnny Football, of course. Um, but just picking up the first, you know, the first uh, actively gay player to come out, you know, openly gay player in the NFL, um, it's kind of like a um, like a Jackie Robinson type of uh, historic milestone, I'm guessing. Um, so I think they're actually another, another winner, man. And, and I think just, just, um, just being the first team to do that. And, and, and that, that organization is gonna, I don't know how, how good he's going to play. I don't really think he is such a great player. Um, he's all right, but, 
um, just the whole they're going to have a lot of uh, media coverage at least for the first for the first few games if if they win if they're if they're in contention they're going to get some buzz uh, the city's going to get some uh, you know some buzz as well they're going to sell tickets they're going to sell jerseys uh, they're just going to create create uh, revenue and and that's that's good that's good thing in, in business and that's how I see it in, in business. That's, that was a good move by by the Rams, and I believe it was what what was it like the two hundred something pick or, or or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I will tell you right now. As a matter of fact, Sam was um, even more than that. He was two hundred forty ninth pick overall um, in the seventh round. So, you know, I'll tell you what. To me, the Rams are my number one. I think they had the absolute best draft. Out of everybody, not only did they get Michael Sam in the seventh round, um, but in addition to that, they got Greg Robinson in the first round. No-brainer right there. They needed O-line help. And then they got Aaron Donald later on. I mean, Aaron Donald, he should have been top ten in my opinion. That guy was just a dominant force at Pittsburgh. They need a good – I mean, they, they probably have the most prolific defensive line in the league right now between Aaron Donald, between having uh, Chris Long, and now you, you throw Michael Sam on the other end. We'll see if he's able to start right away. But in addition, they helped out the secondary. They got LaMarcus Joyner from Florida State in the second round. Um, you know, amazing player, playmaker. I, I'll never forget that Clemson game. First play of the game, I'm like, man, we need to get a turnover right here. Sure enough, Taj Boyd pass out to the flat. LaMarcus Joyner, fumble right there. And that from that moment, Florida State, I think that may have been the defining moment of their season because – they never looked back from there. They just they just mollywopped, mollywopped Clemson from there, and then they just kept running with it from from then on. So you know that guy's definitely a playmaker. I think he's going to do great in the NFL. He's a great team player. Um, and then they got Trey Mason. So they got two guys, pivotal players from the national championship. You know they took him in the third round, um, right after Lamarcus Joyner. And you know with Zach Stacy being the only real running back they have there. Now they got another guy. I think you need two running backs in the NFL, not only because of injury, but just because you need a guy that's going to grind it and then a guy that can punch it in the end zone with some fresh legs. And I think between Zach Stacy and Trey Mason, you know, Zach Stacy can catch the ball, he can run the ball, and Trey Mason, that guy, that guy's got some power and some burst. And, and like I said, he doesn't, you know, not one guy is going to take him down. He's a little bit undersized, but you know, to me. You add Michael Sam. I don't know if he fell to the seventh round because he was, you know, because he is the first actively gay player. Um, but you know, I think the, I think the Rams just killed it. I think I think that's exactly why he won in the seventh round, man. I think other organizations are old school. Um, I think maybe even other organizations are. There's some other Donald Sterlings out there in the NFL as well that that. But they just know how to keep keep their mouth shut and then keep their opinion to themselves. And I think it was the uh, the whole you know that whole backlash. Some organizations, you know, depending on their region, depending on where they where they play, um, you know, they they might they might get a, a worse backlash than let's say the Rams. I think the Rams are are would have been the perfect. The perfect fit for for Michael Sam, bro. To tell you the truth, and 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 they 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 made a great pick in the seventh round, bro. What what more can you what more can you ask for? Well, you know, I, I, like I said, I agree. And they had they actually had four seven round picks, and I think he was probably the best one out of all of them, even though he wasn't the first one. So, you know, I think that he was definitely going to get drafted. Um, you know, when he finally did get drafted, there was the whole. Did you did you happen to see that by the way when he got drafted and and when they showed him and and his uh, his boyfriend? I didn't see it live. Um, me and a group of friends we we have a uh, a group chat that we're always talking about sports and talking about you know different different guy stuff and um, they sent me the video and I I had no idea who it was because. Um, you know, his, his face was down in in his hands, and I saw him crying, and then, then I saw a hand 
another hand uh, caressing him. I, I didn't know if it was male or, or female. It was it was on my cell phone. So, and then um, when they zoomed out, and, and then uh, I saw what was going on. It, it was just a little bit shocking because you you really don't see that that often on 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 TV. Um, not even nowadays. Mostly mostly on HBO or maybe cable and stuff like that. You'll see it, but not on. Not on, um, you know, not in primetime TV or, or even though this was, I believe it was an NFL network um, feed. Um, but, dude I, I, dude, I don't really care. I, I, I grew up all my life down here in South Florida, you know, world-famous South Beach. You know, I'm, me and my wife, we're, we're, we're the type of people that you know to each their own, man. You know, as long as you're happy and you know you're not really, you know, stepping in, in, in my property or, or or doing anything harmful to my family or 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 myself, then you know, go do whatever the whatever you want to go do, man. Um. <clears throat> so it was just it was just shocking, you know, from the point that you really don't see that that often on TV that. They would actually show that. That's that. What was shocking to me, um, not that that happened because I see it all the time down here in South Florida, man. So um, it was just shocking that you know. And 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 it's about time, dude. Because who cares, bro? In Europe and and in other parts of the of the world, they it's all it's all free love and you know peace and love and and whatever you want to do, man. And and I think that's. That's how. That's the way it should be, man. Well, let me let me start off by saying that you know I agree with, you know, to each their own and live and let live and so on and so forth. But I also think that there's no need to force your views or your feelings or your anything onto anybody else. And you know, every player in the draft, you know, that went with it, showed emotion when they got picked, and 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 rightfully so. I mean, they're literally their life just changed. They're making now millions of dollars. They're, you know, in the spotlight. It's got to be an amazing feeling. And, and every player kissed their significant other, you know, just about. If they had one and they were there, you know, they, they had a kiss and a hug and so on and so forth. You know, the thing to me is that if it's already a controversy, why are you going to go ahead and feed that fire? Why are you going to fuel that fire? You know, all right, one kiss, great. You know, that's awesome. You guys are in love and the whole world knows it. And, you know, people respect you for coming out, you know, and, and being strong because it's got to be a hard thing to do, you know, and, and especially in, in such a manly sport like football. And, you know, obviously there's a connotation that because, you know, and then this is not my opinion, but, you know, there's the connotation that, you know, if you're gay, you're probably not manly. But, you know, I think Michael Sam can prove that. But, you know, the whole thing is that I don't think it was necessary to keep the feet on him to, you know, to show the second kiss, the third kiss, the cake on the face, the fourth kiss, you know, it was just to me a little bit too much. I think it was just well, fueling that, a little, a little bit too much. Like I said, just, it, it's almost like, all right, well, yeah, I came out and, and I'm gay and, and everybody needs to be not only okay with that, but you need to watch me and my partner and so on and so forth. And I just think that it was a little bit too much. And, and as you mentioned, I was very shocked. I, I, I thought that NFL network um, just kind of left the camera there for a little bit too long. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I just think that it was it was just a little bit too much, in my opinion. You know, again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, you know, uh, by any means. But at the same time, you know, it, it's not that widely accepted yet. I mean, you are literally the first person to come out in the NFL and say that. And then, you know, you're practically having a makeout session and then, you know, like a wedding cake thing. So to me, it was just a little bit too much, um, in, in in my opinion, again. Um, I would have liked to, you know, a kiss is tasteful, you know, so on and so forth. Everybody did it, like I said, um, you know, in the draft, and, and rightfully so because their life changed. But, you know, I just think it was a little bit too much. So, you know, again, it, this is kind of this is kind of like walking on thin ice here and eggshells and everything at the same time. Um, but definitely, you know, my opinion is just a, a, a little too much there. It's good. It's good. But that that is – what I think is wrong in this country, bro, the media, man, um, you know, they, they want to milk it. They want to sell their commercials. And, and, and that is, you know, a little bit what the Rams are also doing. Maybe, 
you know, I don't want to, I don't want to speculate or anything like this, but you never know if Michael Sam even might, might even um, just get used, just get used to sell jerseys and sell season tickets, and then, you know, get dumped before the season even starts because you, you don't even know if he might even make the team. Um, pretty sure he's still gotta, he's still gotta make the team, correct? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, by no means is he a starter or on the team or anything like that. You know, just because you, you get drafted doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be playing there. So, you know, we'll see what happens and, and hopefully it pans out. And, you know, I think you're a hundred percent right. I think the media does like to add the fuel to that fire and, and, you know, kind of make things, you know, a little bit, you know, more, more, uh, controversial, you know, just so that they have some meat and some different things to talk about, you know, but, um, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, they'll tone things down a little bit on that end and just let the guy live his life. You know, I'm sure every time he turns on the TV, every time that he goes on Twitter, there's people just bashing him and all kinds of things. And that's not right either. You know, he, he's a person just like all of us, you know, and, and he deserves to be happy. And if that's what makes him happy, then by all means, he should be able to do it, you know. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens with that whole thing and, and what goes on there. So um, I do want to get into some of the hormonal talk tonight, even though we're having such a great talk now about the draft. So let's go ahead and see what uh, the people out there are saying about their draft winners and losers, and then we'll go ahead and move into the health topic of the night. Let me see. Um, where was it? I believe it was Ricky. Oh, here we go. Ricky. Um, His losers are the Browns, the Jets, and the Giants. Top three losers. Uh, And his top three winners are the Seahawks, the Colts, and the Raiders. Another Raiders fan out there. Another Raiders fan. What do, you, what do you think about those, the Browns, the Jets, and the Giants as losers? Well, I'll tell you what. I think, the, Jets, I think the beginning of the what Jets you, draft wasn't that great. Um, but I think that they actually they finished pretty strong. Um, you know, they got Taj Boyd from Clemson, uh, who, who might be a, a pretty good idea with Michael Vick and uh, Geno Smith being there. I actually think out of everybody – uh, that that Taj Taj Boyd may end up emerging and and probably being a good a good player there. You know he he's got very strong leadership qualities. He played all four years at Clemson. You know uh, he he didn't come out early at all. You know so I think that that may be you know and he doesn't have the pressure on him at all. You know he was a late round pick. He can develop. You know he can learn from Michael Vick, who was a great quarterback that has similar assets. You know and by no means am I saying Taj Boyd is going to be Michael Vick, but he's got a great arm. You know, he can move a little bit. His legs are, are, you know, better than average. So we'll see what happens with that situation. You know, but um, I did I did think that the, the Raiders had a little bit of a better draft. Um, you know, I think they're, they're more towards the top end of the draft for me. Um, the Giants, you know, to be quite honest, I, I don't know what the Giants were thinking uh, when, when they went ahead and, and, had their, and had their draft. I think that the Giants organization is just, I think it's just plummeting at this point. You know, I think the yeah, only well, pick that I like was was Andre Williams that they had, and uh, just because that guy was a beast at at Boston College. What is going on with the Giants, Doctor Ray, bro? Um, man, even Eli, man, I, I don't know. It's like they're not the same anymore. They're not the same team. What's what's going on in in, in New York? I, you know, I really, I really do not know. Um, now their wide receiver from LSU, that guy was that guy was a great receiver. Um, but then again, you know, I don't think that they have the protection necessary to get those receivers. You know, I think they did a good job, like I said, drafting Andre Williams. He brings something to the running game. He's a big, tough, physical guy who can, you know, kind of carry that team a little bit. And they were missing that a little bit. They had Ahmad Bradshaw, who was always kind of getting hurt. You know, they brought Brandon Jacobs back. I mean, last year they had. Uh, What's this guy? Uh, Peyton Hillis running the ball. I mean, that guy literally just run in a straight line until somebody knocked him down. So, you know, they definitely needed running back help, and they got good value in the fourth round. But that was about it. So, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with the uh, with the Giants there, but but we'll see what happens. So, 
um, you know, I think that we, we had a really good recap of the draft here for all you guys out there listening. Um, you know, tell us what you think about the, uh, the, the recap that we have. If, if you think Manny and I are wrong or right in any of the things that we said, go ahead and let us know about it. Again, we're looking for the interaction from you guys out there. And uh, I do well, – I know we have about uh, five minutes left or so. I do want to get into a little bit about the health topic of the night. Um, I know I love to talk sports, and, I'll, and I can do it for a, another couple hours, but I definitely do want to talk a little bit about hormones and how they influence kind of our daily lives. Um, hormones are something that most people actually can have an imbalance to nowadays. And one of the biggest problems with hormones is actually toxicity. So you might be thinking, oh, well, you know, I don't deal with harmful chemicals and so on and so forth. But on average, every woman puts 515 chemicals per day onto their skin. Now, people forget it, but your skin is actually your largest, your largest organ. And it's very, very permeable, which means it allows things to, to kind of soak in. So that being said, if you think about women put fragrance on, they put lotions on, they use shaving creams, they use all kinds of soaps and shampoos and conditioners and treatments for their hair and all these different chemicals that interact with their body. And a lot of these chemicals can actually mimic hormones to the body. And that's where we end up getting a lot of problem because when we have mimicking chemicals that are toxic to the body that will, that will mimic estrogen per se, the body will stop making estrogen in a certain amount and then we'll have hormonal imbalances and we'll have estrogen, progesterone, testosterone problems. <clears throat> and that can really affect not only, um, you know, kind of sexual activity, but more importantly, it can affect metabolism and it can really affect aging. So, Balancing hormones is one of the things that is super important for mood, for, uh, for sexual function, for fertility, for, you know, just feeling healthy and feeling balanced and especially energy levels. So if your energy levels are out of whack or if you, if you notice that you're very moody or you have these mood swings or you're very tired in the morning or uh, also if you're getting sick very often, these can all be signs of actually having hormonal imbalances. And a lot of these hormonal imbalances happen, as I mentioned, because of toxicities. Now, I do know that in the softball community, there's a few guys out there that are actually using synthetic hormones or steroids. And that can really play a big role also because whenever you do something for the body or put something into the body, the body will stop doing it itself. And that's one of the biggest dangers with taking steroids, especially testosterone, because as a male, as you continue to age, your, your testosterone production starts to decrease. So if you're young and you take steroids and testosterone and you have all this influx of extra testosterone, as you get older, your body's going to say, oh, well, you know, there's going to be a synthetic steroid that's going to be coming in and I don't need to really need to worry. So you end up having lower testosterone as you age and that can really cause a problem with, te- with metabolism. And, and you'll, you'll notice a lot of guys that you see that are very, you know, very strong and, and their muscles are large and lean and they're cut and they're ripped when they're younger, they're actually going to end up being a little overweight, more than likely obese, probably have thyroid problems and have a lot of issues as they get older. So for anybody out there that's done steroids before, it's really important that you, that you try to get a good balance and you look out for the signs of having hormonal imbalances. So the signs of having some hormonal imbalances are having really oily skin, having trouble sleeping, um, definitely any trouble with, with uh, sexual activity. So for a man either getting an erection or for a woman uh, having enough uh, lubrication. Um, And then for women, of course, PMS. You know, that's one of the biggest signs that there's a hormonal imbalance. If your girl is very moody, if you know when her period's coming, it's time to get checked. If you have a girl and she is, you know, in in horrible pain for the first couple days of her period and in her cycle, she probably has a little bit of a hormonal imbalance. And, uh, you know, if she needs to take birth control in order to have that all balanced, then for sure there's a hormonal problem there. So, you know, one of the things I do in my office is I actually look at hormonal treatments, and um, I can actually do this through telemedicine um, nowadays. I don't actually have to have you here in my office. So anybody out there listening, we can do hormone tests, and I can drop ship that test to you, and I can also drop ship any type of supplementation that we would need and, you know, definitely go over diet and exercise and all the things that it takes to correct that. But 
Um, if, if you know that your girl is having problems or if you yourself are having problems, you know, please feel free. I know we didn't, we didn't uh, spend too much time on it. We just have about a minute or so left on the show tonight. Um, but if you guys ha- have any questions about hormonal imbalances or, you know, what it may cause or what the, what the, the consequences are, you know, um, having elevated testosterone, one of the things that can happen actually is, is more of a, of a chance of developing cancer, you know, so, and, and having estrogen dominance and those types of things. So, you know, it can be very serious when it comes to your health. Hormones are very important, and there are natural ways to support that. And I just want to make sure that you know that there is an alternative to being on bioidentical hormones for the rest of your life. So that being said, if you guys have any questions about hormones, email me, tweet me, whatever you want to do. Um, Again, you can reach me, www.353heal.com. You can reach me at Twitter, at Dr. Ray T. You can find me on my website, which is 353heal.com. You can call the office if you're in Miami or wherever you are. If you have a cell phone and you don't get charged long distance, 786-353-4325, 786-353-HEAL. You're more than welcome anytime. And um, if you've got any questions, let me know, and we'll we'll get down and we'll get into it. Um, so Manny, I want to thank you for coming on, uh, the show tonight and having a great time. And, uh, Shelly, if you're still listening, thanks for calling in tonight. Great to have that input. Want to thank Ricky for, uh, giving us a shout on online and, uh, all you guys out there listening. Thanks again, uh, for tuning into the hot corner and, uh, uh, Manny, thanks for wishing me a happy birthday, my man. I hope you're coming to the party on Saturday. Um, and if actually, if anybody out there listening is in Miami, you guys want to come celebrate with me, you're more than welcome. We're going to be on Miami beach. Uh, we have a, a club called Treehouse that's rented out on 3rd and 23rd. Um, if you got any questions, reach me on Facebook, uh, but it should be a lot of fun. Uh, i got a couple of my friends from, from middle school that I've been friends with for a long time, DJing and everything, so it's going to be a nice big party with a bunch of, of really close friends, and uh, you guys are all welcome to join me because as far as I'm considered, if you're out there in the ISPS, you know you're part of the family as well too. So, um, Manny, I'll let you go ahead and wrap up the show. And I uh, just want to thank everybody for listening on the Hot Corner. All right, Dr. Ray. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm definitely going to try to make it out there on Saturday. Uh, I want to wish you again a happy 30th birthday. You're getting old, bro. Uh, welcome to the 30, to the 30 Club. <laughs> uh, you know, thanks again for having me on the show, man. I love um I love coming on the show. Maybe we should uh, talk about hormonal imbalance again next week um, because actually what we spoke about on my show last uh, last Tuesday, I believe, was uh, what's the biggest problem in slow-pitch softball? Is it steroids or is it shaved bats? Uh, and there was a couple of interesting thoughts, and maybe we could share some with you next Thursday on the hot corner, man. Um <clears throat> Really, really cool um, and interesting subject on that. I didn't even know that your hormones could uh, get imbalanced with with perfume or cologne and, and creams and stuff like that. That's that's really really interesting, man. hundred uh, percent. That's what we're here for. Man, that's great information. I, I can't wait to tune in next next week and learn more about that, man. Maybe um, you should uh, wear a watch next time and, and, and keep an eye on the clock and stop talking so much about uh, Michael Sam. <laughs> you got that right. I'll I tell you what, it, it's easy to get caught up when we're talking sports. Um, you know, so definitely we'll, we'll continue the conversation next week about hormones and hormonal imbalance, and we'll talk about some of the different ones that are important, and we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, so everybody out there, you know, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week out there on the Hot Corner. All right, Dr. Ray, I'll see you on Saturday.
Ah, this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter and from Sprint. Try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm going to need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after thirty one twenty five per month. Credit applied within two bills. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply. Ugh, this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter and from Sprint. Try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm going to need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after thirty one twenty five per month. Credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply.